Hey, bro, you know what? I'm I was wondering, like, what are my other variants doing right now? Like, what are they up I'll to? I'll tell you what your little peekhead variant is doing Whoa, right shoot. now. What the heck? I'm beating the crap out of him with my broken ankle. That's what I'm doing. And if you put me in a wheelchair in front of you, I'll whoop your behind with the rest. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh my god, we got Conor McGregor on the show right now. What the heck? How? Oh my gosh. Uno, like, how? I apologize. Completely unexpected. You're like, what were we supposed to do with that? I didn't give him the uh, password and code. I don't know how he he manages to get on, dude. Like, seriously. Oh my gosh, man. Like, seriously. Well, Conor, while you're on, though, so tell us what what happened, man. what's, What's up with your ankle? Michael's just fine. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see it as fine. I saw it as uh, folded up into itself. You know what? <laughs> You'll pay for number four, won't you? <laughs> I do. Facts. Probably. I mean, probably. We're all going to pay for freaking Conor McGregor on a peg leg. And he's going to rake in all this money, dude. It's ridiculous. Well, you know what? We just hope you're okay, Conor. So... Take care of that ankle, will you? Uh, Connor, do you think you should, like, apologize to anybody? Is there something that you need to say or... You know, I got carried away, slaying there with my adrenaline pumping and looking at looking at my foe and seeing him victorious. So I'd like to take a moment to apologize to absolutely no one. The champ <laughs> champ does whatever the hell he wants. Dana, <laughs> I'm out of here. Yes. Incredible incredible guys. We, you know, just we bring you guys top material here, and we have uh, Connor. So thank you for joining us, Uno. Thanks for uh, putting that together, man. Top tier guests, I know, freaking Uno at all times. He's a mogul, man. He knows how to bring these people together. Maybe uh, we'll get Robert De Niro next week, or you know, we'll get some other people on the show and stuff. So we'll see, we'll see. I can't do it. I know. I still can't do it, dude. As much as I would want. Make that face. I don't know which. The... I don't know which way my mouth is supposed to go when you're De Niro. It's just straight down. I don't. I don't know, man. Only he knows how to do it. <laughs> Only Uno knows how to do it. Oh, Hi, everybody. Shit. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Beto Report. I am one of your co-hosts. I'm the Con. We have. Con! Yes, we have Jay with us as well. What's up, Jay? Yo, what up? What up? We got Uno back from Miami. What up? Hey, ¿Qué pasa, man? ¿Qué pasa? Something happens to me, man. When I'm out there in Miami, man, something happens. I don't know what it is, man. <laughs> I had that bofongo, the bacalao, the cascao, the, the purupu, the tarata. <laughs> now you're just making up words. <laughs> Un poquito ro. El tiriti, el durudu, el diridi. Un poquito al bacao, todo. Todo tu sabes. <laughs> Hey, bro, were you out there? Like, were protests happening while you were out there? Were they close to where you're at or no? Dude, I was supposed to hang out with a friend um, who could not leave his house because of the protests. Like, his his entire street was shut down because of protests. That is crazy. That is crazy. Oh, so you guys have to school me here. What's going on? Why are they protesting? Or what happened that started the protest? I know they're protesting Cuba and its government, but what? What recently happened for them to start protesting? Did something happen? I, I, I'm been out of the loop. Anyone? Um, yeah, I don't know either. I was, I was, I'm as shocked as you are right now because I have no idea there were even protests going on. Yeah, like what, I was wondering. I saw the protests on the news and on internet, whatever, social media and stuff. But I was like, I didn't, I don't know what started the protests. Like, what happened that? I don't know either, dude. Oh, okay. I heard that. Um, I heard that like uh, it started with them shutting down the internet. Like I think that was like the first thing that kind of caused this in Cuba. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, I was wondering because I know all this process is happening. I was. Wondering. I don't know what it is though. I don't, I don't. I'm not sure exactly what happened. All right. Well, I'm glad you were safe. You weren't out there in the middle of the uh, those protests out there, dude. Jeff, fun. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Good eats, dude. 
mofongo, bacalao. All right, what's mo- para pa. What's mo- mofongo? Ring, ding, ding. Huh? <laughs> mofongo is actually Puerto Rican, dude. Oh, so it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, those are all Puerto Rican. <laughs> okay, never, yeah. well, what is it? Sorry, sorry. I Puerto think it's Rican, like bro. it's it's like platano, and they kind of put it in a little like a pie, kind yeah, of like a little pie thing. Yeah, I was trying to figure mold. out what that was called. And then they stuff with some type of protein, either like chicken or shrimp or beef. Really? Yeah. Just and then bacalao is just like a fried fish type of thing. Yeah. Okay, see, I didn't know those foods, dude. I only know like chuchitos and uh, what else? And freaking chuquitos. Chuquitos. <laughs> uh, yeah. Pelitos. <laughs> That's right, dude. I don't know all these typical foods or typical comida típica. Some of the ones I don't know, but awesome, man. I'm glad you had fun in uh, Miami, bro. We're just waiting for that, that invitation so we could go make our pizzas at your house, uh, in your pizza yeah, oven. It's coming. It's coming. Nice. Yeah, boy. Can't wait. Get that flower, son. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, guys. Look, uh, we have. Uh, I was gonna say we have a lot to talk about, but there's two things that it's probably gonna take up all our time here. We gotta talk about that Loki finale, man. My goodness, that thing's just changing the MCU. Just gonna just it just opens up so many universes. What so many doors to other storylines? So crazy, dude! I can't wait. We'll talk about that. But I wanted to just go ahead and give our impressions. I know that uh, two of uh, uh, two of the three of us watched Black Widow, so why don't we jump into that and see what we thought about it? So Jay, I know you watched it. What did you think about the Black Widow movie, dude? I honestly liked it, and I've actually had mixed reviews here at home. Uh, we had a couple of people watch it, and they were just kind of like, ah, it was okay, didn't really, you know, it was supposed to be like this action movie, but there was a lot of just kind of character building moments and things like that, but I actually liked that. I liked the stuff that we were able to gain from just watching the interactions, especially between uh, Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pug, Florence Pugh. Uh, they're Florence. them as sisters again. I think Pew, freaking MCU is hitting like this. Um, these pairings and their you know their chemistry work or whatever is at like a billion percent, dude. Uh, because there is moments where you can really believe them being like sisters. And I know you guys were talking about earlier that scene where they're talking about the um her vest with all the pockets in it and stuff and there's like a moment where uh i think scarlett johansson like acknowledges the fact that it's the cool vest and then in florence's face that she's just kind of like oh that's awesome like yes like my sister my big sister likes something that i have and it was just like super sweet and charming and i think those little moments like that kind of helped build up that relationship between them uh and yeah, like the, the whole movie, I think all the actors did a really good job. David Harbour as a freaking Red Guardian was amazing. I think he did an incredible job. Um, Rachel Wise, Wise, Wuzi, Muisasi. She was dope too. Although she didn't really have too much to do, but I think in what uh, she was able to do in the movie was great. But I think all in all, it was cool. But this one does fail in the villain department, though, and kind of took a step back, I think. Um, Again, I think, you know, going up against Thanos as being, like, the big bad, right? Like, it's going to be hard to kind of live up to that, which, I mean, we're going to talk about a little bit, but I think, like, Loki's doing a good job uh, about, you know, how they're bringing in that villain. But um, Taskmaster was just kind of like, eh, it was all right wasn't that great but i think as a whole i think this is definitely in for me well actually should i give my tier level on this yet or not not yet hold on let me uh if you're done let me jump in and tell you my thoughts on it if you if you're good you good yeah yeah go ahead so i'm gonna start off with things i didn't like uh right off the bat dude you said it The, the villains on this in this movie are like terrible i mean they suck 
You know, I mean, you have a really good actor with uh, Ray Winstone playing um, uh, Drakov, who's like the the guy who's like the the Drakov's daughter. Oh, the answer to that the the genius. That's right. They they. It's funny. I didn't remember. I have to watch like. Uh, um, it's an Avengers. It's an Avengers. That's what how Loki teases freaking Natasha. He goes, "Can you really clear that much ledger?" Drakov's daughter. Yeah, exactly. Remember? So they bring up these these little little things that they've been sp- you know sprinkling across the MCU uh, movies, and they uh, there's a lot of callbacks, and and th- that's one of the cool things about the, this movie. But uh, you know, going on with the things I didn't like, the villains. Drakov was such a like just 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 a very stereotypical In type villain. Yeah, well, it's just a very stereotypical villain, you know, like, ooh, I'm the mastermind, and you're, I'm, I'm controlling these women, and I'm in control of all of you. It's like, it's just sort of like, there's nothing, there's, there's not a lot of, you know, you know, a lot of substance to it. And then Taskmaster was sort of like a throwaway character. Like, there's not a lot for him to do. And so you can't even expect to see Taskmaster in future movies, which is sort of like, almost like, Almost like a lost opportunity because the concept of <clears throat> a villain that, <clears throat> excuse me, a villain that can that can just copycat all the moves of all the heroes. I mean, that concept is pretty awesome. Somebody who could fight like, you know, like Black Panther, like Captain America with a shield, uh, um, like uh, Hawkeye with the arrows, like pretty much uh, with the exception probably of Thor because he's like you know, an Asgardian god. He could you know copy. Oh or Hulk, copy all these, like, fighting styles. And it's sort of like a lost opportunity. You could have probably used, you know, Taskmaster in some other movie maybe or something. And it just seems like it's, I mean, it's done. Like, it's one shot, one movie, and that's it. So I didn't, that that was another weak thing. I think Rachel Weisz was underused as well. She's great, but, like, she didn't have much to do in the movie. It was very, like, only small little parts in the movie. Um, Rachel Wise was imprudently used. Oh, <laughs> nice. So things like things like that, I think that uh, those in particular, I was like very like. I, I think that that they're not enough though to bring down the movie as a whole. Uh, the things I loved on this movie, dude, um, you, you got to give it to Florence Pugh or Pug if you are. I know it's Pugh really, but Florence Pugh. <laughs> She, dude, she for me is the highlight of the movie. Even better than Scar- Scarlett Johansson's parts, she was to me like the she stole the movie, dude. She was like witty. That whole, <laughs> that whole uh, thing about why do you do this thing where you know you like flip your hair back and yeah. you're you're a poser. You're totally a poser. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a <laughs> poser. You're totally a poser. That's so funny. And then. Like spoilers, when right? She does it. Like, yeah. Oh, disgusting. Gross. Oh, gross. That's what yeah. she says. Right? Oh, gross. <laughs> she does the same. It's pretty. It's awesome, dude. And those little things that she does, like little witty, like little comments she makes, and I mean, she's like amazing. She actually, still, I think she's the highlight for me in the movie, and she's gonna be <clears throat> probably everyone's like favorite new character as some of these movies come out, and she's inserted into the actual like MCU movies. Where I think she's gonna like really shine when she starts bantering with other people, like it's gonna be awesome to see her banter with like Peter Parker or banter with like. Can you imagine her, her bantering with like Deadpool maybe at some point? It's like, yeah, dude. You know what I mean? It's like it's gonna be crazy with her and you know Ryan Reynolds like riffing off each other or something. I don't know if that at all happened, but it, it I think it was pretty interesting and i love also david harbour was great in this movie too i think he was good as red guardian and i love that the movie itself had a lot of little like little easter eggs right like the the whole thing like you mentioned the vest having the vest that that she that um uh yelena uh belova which is the sister uh, florence Pugh's character is wearing and like you said i really like that that she like seeking and kind of wanting her sister's approval and her getting it at that moment was great, and then giving it to her like it's a big moment because it's like, yeah, this this this, because she even says it right. It's kind of on the nose. She says it like, this uh, vest just symbolizes, I guess, that I can make my own choices, and I bought it because I wanted it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then she gives it to 
um, to um, Natasha, and then she wears it in Endgame. You see it in Endgame or Infinity War, right? Is it actually when you see it? So that's pretty cool that they do that. So those little callbacks are actually really, really cool. So I really like that. Um, and the, the action, of course, the action pieces are like, dude, dude. There's a there's a scene in okay, you know where um, they get on the motorcycle, and that that truck just pops out of nowhere, the big old truck, mm-hmm. dude. And then it starts chasing him, dude. That yeah. that is a whole like, that is a whole sequence on a video game, freaking Uncharted. Like that—that's <laughs> true. Where the big truck is chasing them down an alley, and they're like trying to run away from it, and it's like crashing into everything. That's like exactly what happens in a video game that came out like I don't know, like eight years ago. So it's like funny that um, that uh, they use a set piece like that, but you see it in in actual uh, re- live action, and it looks good, and it's it was awesome. So all those action pieces are good. Um, so it, it it was. I thought it was a good movie. It was it was fun. Like if it would have came out without, if there was no pandemic, um, I, I think it would it would have it did well. By the way, it did. Um, it broke all these records too for a movie post pandemic. I think they're gonna start uh, uh, putting out movies that break records post pandemic or something. Yeah? But yeah, probably. But uh, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was good. It was fun. It's a popcorn movie. I thought it was the action pieces were great. Uh, with some, you know, exceptions. Like I didn't like the whole. They can't attack her. Be- they can't attack Drakov because of the smell. Pheromones. Of smell. Yeah. Yeah. That was dumb. <laughs> that was pretty ridiculous. That was. D- I. I just straight out said that's dumb. Like. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that was dumb. Like. Was- and then her. Yeah. Anyways. But uh, aside from that, though, I, again, I thought the movie was good. Like. I thought yeah, it was well, good. One of my biggest like um, gripes with the movie, I think, is the fact that the action set pieces were too far and like too far away from each other. Where I feel like, uh, and they were good set pieces, like they were good like action, but I feel like there was a lot of uh, exposition, which isn't a bad thing, and I think it, it really helped to kind of build some of the stuff up. But it didn't do enough, I think, to like really thrust us into phase four other than like maybe the end the post credit scene but nothing else in the movie like it really felt like phase four is here we're moving forward and we need to know all this information in order to like move forward where i feel like the shows that we've gone in disney on disney plus uh they've done that already they've kind of like moved us in this direction that we're we're all kind of headed into again with like the multiple universes and, and dimensions and chaos and all this stuff. Um, we kind of know where we're kind of headed uh, because of the Disney plus shows, but I feel like black widow didn't really do that. Kind of like, it was almost like a Fox movie where it kind of like stands alone by itself without really having any major implications to like the MCU. Yeah. Phase four. I agree with you. I think the only, I think I think it actually worked better for them to have this movie after the TV shows as opposed to having this kick off Phase 4. I, I, yeah, I honestly sure. think it probably would have been more of a disappointment if you think of it as a movie to kick off Phase 4, maybe. Because now you've had all this set up with these other movies and the post credit scenes kind of set up better the way it is now as opposed to having this first. Because then it would be sort of like, Wait, who's Julia Lewis Dreyfus? Like, what? What's going on? And I thought it would work better having it during Falcon and Winter Soldier. So, I thought that was that was better. So, but so Uno, I have questions since I didn't see it. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Let's do it. Do it, man. All right. So, um, okay, if you were born, if you could, if you had to be born with one leg or be born with no sense of smell, what do you pick? Just kidding. Okay, so <laughs> I want to know. Dude. Oh, I was going to answer that. Do, like, seriously, do that we get do an answer way. to? Do we get an answer to what happened in Budapest? Uh, actually, yes. FYI, it's Budapest. Yeah, it's Budapest. Not Budapest. So. Uh, well, I'm American. Question, <laughs> uh, dude, American. yes, Speak you actually, American. you actually kind of, you well, you you get an idea. Of what happened, of one of the things that happened, right? Because I don't think it was, 
uh, the the Budapest mission wasn't killing Jacob, was it? Or did I understood that right or wrong? Yeah, I think I might have missed that too, but so, I feel like I don't know if okay. So if if the assass the attempted assassination of Drakov earlier in the story was in Budapest, then we do. If not, then um, we sort of know a, a little bit about what happens in Budapest, but not the actual um, goings ons. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, so pretty much we don't have clarity. Yeah, so we know something. Ha- we know of a few things that happened in Budapest. Okay, so what we know is in Budapest, there's a safe house. So it is, yeah, because I, I just wanted to make sure and look it up. But yes, the uh, assassination of Drakov was in Budapest. Okay, so the full thing is, and again, spoilers for those who haven't seen it, and the whole thing is that in Budapest, they have a safe house. That safe house is where you know, um, where uh, Hawkeye and uh, Black Widow originally are at, and I guess maybe preparing for this other mission. Uh, they even point out, Yelena points out, hey, what kind of bullets do that? And then um, uh, Natasha says, uh, oh, no, those aren't bullets, those are arrows. So, again, that was Hawkeye in that safe house that they're in. And in Budapest is where they do uh, an attempt on Drakov's life back before... Um, she was actually with Shield. She was like that but was this like is what was going to have her detract, uh, defect. From, defect is is a word from you know the KGB or the Black Widow Red Room stuff and have her uh, instituted into um, the shield. shield. Yeah, so this was her defection from you know her Russian stuff into shield so that's what happened there another cool thing that happened in the movie too was that the um the russian operatives that were there which was natasha and yelena when they were kids but they were the operatives it was the their parents in quotes which was david harbour's character and rachel weiss's character um that when they stole whatever they stole from 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 shield they actually recognized that that was a shield that that was hydra so they kind of knew that as well too so that's crazy because they like just left it alone they're like ah shield is actually hydra <laughs> they ain't doing nothing about it so um yeah it was interesting there were a lot of little other things that were really cool but you know any other questions um timeline wise when is this happening so the so movie this ha- is after civil war and i think before infinity war so it kind of like sits within that time frame. Got it. So when everybody was like living in five star hotels, right? That's a, that's a callback line to, to you guys look terrible. And he says, "Well, the hotels weren't always five star." <laughs> yeah. Man, dude, come on, guys. I know. Sorry, you're on point, dude. We're a jazz band here. <clears throat> so, yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, a little. Okay, cool. Those were my only two questions. Great. I was wondering. What about the tier? Ask us what the tier is. Uh, yeah. What tier do you guys put these in? Oh, dude, I'm glad you asked. Yeah, I'm, yeah, it's a good question. I was dying to know. Go ahead, Jay. <laughs> uh, sure. For me, I think this is definitely like a second tier type of movie. So this sits with like like Ant Man, Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, this is kind of like. Uh, I don't know what else is in there like The Incredible Hulk um, yeah it's yeah. it's mid tier like like mid middle of the middle tier <laughs> not top yeah. of the silver tier but like mid 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 tier if we can put it in that location cause yeah it's it's like you know it's 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 good but it's not you know in our gold tier top movie Marvel movies uh, it's just I think it's it's a worthy Marvel movie, but it's not their best, but it's not their worst either. So it's not Dark World. It's not Thor. Right? Dark World. Yeah, it's uh, not. It's movie. definitely like leaps and bounds ahead of yeah. Dark World, but it's still not what I was hoping for in terms of like Phase Four is here. I'm like no joke excited every time I go to Target and I see like Shang Chi toys. I'm like just super hyped, dude. 
it just looks incredible. So that's when I think that, especially just in terms of like the villains where that one's going too, uh, presenting like this more formidable opponent, like the freaking Mandarin, I think is, is dope. Uh, <clears throat> this one definitely didn't seem to like sit up there in terms of like excitement either. And yeah. In the post credit like, scenes, it's middle. It's funny because in the post credit scenes itself doesn't open itself up to the larger Marvel Universe. It sort of like opens up, okay, yeah, we're going to continue with the Disney Plus shows. So it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't, like, we're going to talk about it right now. The finale to Loki was way bigger and more impactful than the ending of Black Widow. To give you an idea of the the gravity of how much the, what happens at the end will affect the, MCU as a whole, Black Widow doesn't as much as as opposed to well, oh look, uh, we're gonna you know see Yelena in a Disney Plus show, so that was another thing I think that kind of knocks it down a little bit is the fact that it there's no large impact and Uno's been saying this a while too. It's like we know she's gonna die, so there's not a lot that's gonna happen out of coming out of this movie, and and if you go into thinking that, your expectations will be you know, at least lowered, and I think you'll enjoy the movie, so, for sure. Aha! But is that really true, though, now that we're introduced to a, a infinite amount of ways to bring people back, um, whether we'll see certain characters return in true comic book form? Um, but but so you're talking like, about the, the direct ending of Black Widow or Loki? Because Loki is something different. That's we're talking about that no. right now, but uh. yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like with the introduction of all these new variants, right? Like that just means that we can find another version of Black Widow in another timeline or something like that, and they can like really bring her back. So I feel like that whole thing of like, oh, we know how she's gonna end. For a lot of these characters, oh, I see what even, you mean. My bad. Mm-hmm. Even like Tony Stark now too. Like if they ever wanted to bring him back, if like Robert Downey Jr. all of a sudden wants to say like, "Oh, I want to do one more movie," they could totally do that now, and yeah, it won't be something where it's like, "Ah, whack." Like how do they explain that? Well, now they have like the perfect way to do that. You know what's funny? That like uh, I don't know about a, a year ago, maybe less or something, they were talking about uh, uh, Chris Evans having discussions or negotiations about coming back. As Captain America, so I mean, you know, I mean, like that now with what's going on um, with Loki, then maybe you know, who knows? That could be a possibility. So let's jump into that, dude. With like the segue into into our discussion of Loki, the last episode. This only six episodes of uh, Loki, and this last episode, dude. Dang, man, like just the 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 possibilities of what can happen after uh, Loki is incredible. So we get um, Loki and Sylvie showing up to this like castle that is, uh, you know, and it's funny because excuse you, uh, what, Citadel, what? Citadel. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, the thank Citadel. you, Citadel. And then I can't get the, over the fact that Jay's clock in the background looks like Miss Minutes. <laughs> it's true. Like you just need to color it orange, and we got Miss Minutes that behind you. But I was just surprised. Like w- w- I don't know about you guys, dude, but to me, like I was super duper surprised at like when Loki and Sylvie went to Citadel, just like how quickly they were able to get to the door because it always takes me forever to find parking when I go there. <laughs> <laughs> That's Citadel's a good one. The worst. <laughs> Man, uh, especially if you went on a holiday weekend, dude. forget it. Forget it. Uh, I I thought it was interesting uh, when, like this this citadel is floating on a rock. So how did they get on that? Because all they know is they opened some like portal opened up, but didn't actually open up in front of their door. I don't know. It looked like it was super far away from from you know where, where they were standing. But uh, nevertheless, they got inside the citadel or whatever that was. But they're confronted by Miss Minutes, and wasn't Miss Minutes kind of creepy in that little, in that little moment, dude, when she came out talking? Like, I mean, in that moment, she's been creepy since day one, dude. But this one was even worse because she was like a little bit more like 
I'm in control now. I'm not being this little, you know, like happy go lucky. Yeah, it's like she was more creepier than she was before. I don't know. It was kind of like, dude, let's be, we're gonna make a deal. If not, then you're gonna die or something like that. This is crazy. So, yeah, it was. I thought it was interesting, like just the way she came out and just kind of freaked you out and stuff. But dude, we get Jonathan Majors in this episode, dude, and we know for a fact that Jonathan Majors is playing Kang. The conqueror, but in this episode, he never mentions the word Kang. He's he just goes by he who he who remains, and but we know he's Kang because that's who he's playing. But he Ooh. never mentions that. What do you guys think about Ma- Jonathan Majors, dude? In that whole this this episode is very exposition heavy. He's kind of telling you and laying out all the stuff that's happening. He's pretty much giving you the origin, which is. Pretty on par with with the comics is of what who, of who Kang is, and so I thought that was interesting to just kind of lay it all out there. But what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I think again debunked when we were talking about like Kevin Feige trying to say that these uh, shows aren't going to have like major repercussions to the large. Well, that was a lie. False. Yeah, exactly. That was a lie. Um, because this was wait, huge. he said that it wasn't. I didn't think he. Are you sure he said that? I don't remember him saying that. Yeah, I mean that's what Willow keeps spouting out, man. Unless unless homeboys out of pocket. I don't know, but okay, go ahead. Because I thought I thought he I actually just, said that what Loki was going to happen was going to affect the whole MCU universe, which he wasn't kidding. About oh, well, that. there you go. Anyways, but uh, yeah, but anyways, go ahead. I think one of the I think that is one of the coolest things ever. Is that we were able to see, like the next big bad appear in this show, and just the way that he's introduced as an infinite possibility of variants to come, you know, over and over again, again, just kind of like puts him leaps and bounds ahead of like Thanos, right? Because we knew Thanos kept saying that he was inevitable, but truly, this villain that's coming is inevitable because there's infinite uh, infinite amounts of this one character so i thought that was just like awesome the fact that they were able to bring in not only this actor portraying this character who we're gonna see kind of in all these other movies but it also just kind of sets up the looming threat you know that's gonna have uh just kind of it's it's shadow kind of going over everything else you know that this is who they're gonna have to contend with as they move forward so I just thought that was dope, dude. The fact that it's actually him, right? It's actually the character or the actor who's portraying this character. I thought was pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, man. I was just super excited about that. And to see him, that's pretty dope. I think the whole, I, I mean, uh, Uno, do, do you have anything like that you want to share about? Uh, no, go ahead. I'll chime in. Okay, so the, the fact that Jonathan Majors was playing him and the way he played him was kind of sort of like... Um, I don't know, kind of off, right? Like, kind of, you know, kooky, I guess. Weird, you know? I don't know yeah, what to explain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, very, like, yeah. yeah, he wasn't menacing at all. He was just sort of, like, you know, just kind of being, like, this weird guy. Like, so super seemed, weird. He seemed unbalanced. Yeah. Like, the character that, seemed unbalanced. That's a very good way to to, to describe him. So, very unbalanced, because he was, like, all over the place. He's very serious, then he's laughing, and then he's, like, kind of just, like, messing around, and, hey, you guys can have this or that. Like, just kind of laughing. It was just... Really, really strange, but I think the end game. Oh, you see what I did there? About so? about this whole thing is that he he mentions it in his exposition, right? That he is one. He 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 uh, figured out about the multiverse, and he figured out other variants, and they're all different because they all started kind of you know doing. They're fighting each other, so there's obviously different ones. So to me, it's like he he warns them, right? If you kill me, <clears throat> then you'll have somebody, you know, someone else coming in. And so I think that's preparing for the Kang the Conqueror variant as opposed to Kang the Kooky one or something, whatever. <clears throat> I don't know. That's I think that's how we're preparing. But I think what, we, we, what we're watching here or we watch here in this episode is the ground laying for, like, a, a, a being or a villain that's going to be even worse than Thanos because he can manage all time. Like he's in charge of 
he can he could just you know just control the timeline and so and, and and you know you can you can like look up all the stuff on Kang the Conqueror, but he pretty much is the master of the timeline, dude. He can go jump from timelines. Uh, what one of his powers was like he can like recall a gun to his hand from a different timeline. Like it's just all these crazy things that he can do. And then his power suit, like there's so many things about it, that power suit that he has that makes him strong, that lets him, um, you know, travel through time. Lets him. Uh, he can even. Uh, the the suit gives him thirty days of food and oxygen, like its own little atmosphere, within the same suit. It's crazy. It's weird. So I I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see how they're gonna expand on him. You know, Bruno, your turn, man. Come on. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I was gonna say I was gonna say what you said. Um. Which was that, and I kind of deduced the same thing that you deduced. Which is like this doesn't feel okay. So we know that Jonathan Majors is supposed to be Kang the Conqueror, right? Excuse me. Mm -hmm. It's already confirmed. We've already seen it. You can go to IMDb if you doubt it. Like facts. Um, and we know who <clears throat> Kang the Conqueror is as comic book fans, right? Like we know that he's a menacing pres presence, right? Like we know he's he's kind of somber and, and um, paced and intentional whenever he's on on like the pages. Of a, of a Marvel <clears throat> comic book, right? And then that's why I was kind of like off, like the performance was off-putting at first. I was like, what the heck? This is not Kang. This is not Kang, sorry. This is not Kang the Conqueror or Kang. Um, <laughs> uh, like, so so at first I was a little bit kind of like, this is weird. Uh, but then as he explained kind of like the variants and I'm just one of many, I kind of like clicked <clears throat> like, oh, okay, cool. So uh, I kind of felt like where where the show was heading um, when that was over. So, I mean, I think, it, like, one, Kevin Feige's a liar because he said, oh, you know, nothing major to happen in the TV shows because <laughs> you don't want TV audiences to. Lies. Um, which is cool, whatever. I mean, um, that but... That was a lie. That was a lie. Um, but, but all that to say, like, I think... I'm kind of looking forward to seeing seeing Jonathan Majors again um, and seeing him manifest the the Conqueror persona. Like, <clears throat> all that just kind of felt like a cool little tease, but, like, I okay, I want to get to it. Um, so um, I've never had um, a show create so much anxiety for, like, a movie. This was, like, one big trailer for when things get serious. So, yeah, man. Yeah, for um, sure. I think uh, but I do want to say, I do want to <clears throat> say that, like, at times it was heady. At times, it was a little bit, like, confusing and hard to follow. Um, and I still, like, I know that there was, like, debates about, like, oh, this is such a great... Like, I still think that WandaVision was the best of the MCU Disney series shows. So far. Um, like, Loki was cool and everything, but I still felt like, you know, um, it was just a lot more... It, like, like um, WandaVision was a more accessible story. It's a, it felt like a, I, I want to say even like a more human story that like a broader audience can relate to. Um, and like, I mean, I liked Loki and I, of course, you know, Tom Hiddleston's fire every time he portrays his character, but yeah, um, good show, good ending, but I still felt like, um, WandaVision was the better show. Yeah, that's a good point. I think it, the whole thing about Loki and the variants can be kind of confusing and, and definitely the whole exposition part of uh, Jonathan Major's role in that finale was, yeah, there was a lot of information. Like, it was a huge info dump of all the stuff that's going on and <clears throat> all these variants. So it, it, it was a lot. But I think my favorite part of this episode was we kind of almost see the final transformation of Loki into an actual hero. I think this is where we finally see it complete. Like, what it, what we got in Infinity War before he dies, that was like his last action was giving himself for his brother. But we here we see him, without having have to see him die, we see that transformation when he has that like mini battle with Sylvie. And, <clears throat> and I think that at that point he realizes, look, if we do this, we're going to bring on chaos. He didn't want, he doesn't want to bring on chaos anymore. You know, he, he doesn't want, he's sort of thinking already, what are the bigger implications if we kill Kang? You know, like, like we got to think about this. So, like, that was not, that is not the same Loki from New York. It's like, yeah, 
you know what I mean? That this is totally different. Like he's he's matured and he knows he doesn't want to be alone. He doesn't want to be the one causing chaos. He's a full blown hero, guys. He's not even an anti hero at this point. He's a full blown hero at this point, not an anti hero. So that was my favorite part, I think, because we've invested in Loki so much that to actually finally see him reach this point was like that's awesome to me. I this just to me, I I loved it, you know, and um, and to have Sylvie finally plant that kiss on him, I was like, yes, for all the shippers out there, for all the for all the for all the Sokies, right? The the uh, who was hoping for that? And I mean, dude, like. Tom Hiddleston plays this character like all you want is you want Loki to be happy at this point, right? Like you just want yeah, little, for sure. I just want little Lokis running around, like you know, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Like oh, little, I want little Lokis with their own pet uh, croakies. That's it. I was gonna say, what if they all come? What if because they're like <clears> the perfect uh, variant connection? Like they all come out like crocodiles. Little croakies. Little croakies, dude. That's fine, dude. I'm all for that, dude. I'm a little croakie. What was the frog <laughs> version of Thor? Throg. Yeah, man. Throg. Throg. With all f- their own, their own uh, versions of pet, pet throgs. Pet throgs, dude. Hilarious. See, I'm dude, pet Avengers, thing. dude. It's coming. Pet Avengers. It has to come. <laughs> pet dude, Avengers. All the animal version of all the Avengers. Oh, dude, I think that was one of the biggest, like, yes, because I was, I was uh, definitely. <clears throat> uh, uh, what were we calling it, Soki? Soki, dude. Like, Sylvia I was a Loki? shipper. I was a for shipper, sure, too. Dude. For sure. But the betrayal, though, like, just kind of left me broken, dude, at the end. And I was just like, like you said, wanting to see Loki just happy. Like, Mobius didn't even know who he was anymore. Like, everything. It kind of brought that idea back of, like, Loki's already meant to just lose. <clears throat> like, he lost everything that he cared for. He lost everything that he had invested in uh, towards the end of the show, and they have the, it definitely has like a Godfather two moment there where he's just kind of sitting in the steps and he just looks bummed, dude. Like he's just completely like distraught with everything that's like happened, uh, and it's just like yeah, yeah, it just makes you want to see him happy, but then you just kind of like hate all the stuff that he has to endure, he has to go through. But that is a hero's journey, right? Like that is one of the things that we're that we're constantly teaching kids, I have to put my freaking teacher hat on right now, is having, like, (laughs) our heroes go through these moments where they lose and they have to just kind of pick themselves back up and have that moment of heroism and and just feeling that, uh, you know, like that hope emanating from them through this journey that they're taking to become true heroes. This is something that he has to endure, he has to go through in order to make that transformation. So uh, I think it's good for the character, but it still, like, sucks for him, I think, as viewers to kind of see that happen. One of the cool things, too, though, is that, like, I can see Sylvia as, like, a legit villain, right? Like, they're kind of building her up in a certain way to become somewhat of a villain uh, in maybe future seasons or something. And just, it almost had, like, a, uh, what's uh, what's the, the girl's name in Sherlock Holmes? That he falls in love with, I forget what her name is. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. Rachel McAdams' part. But it kind of has like vibes of that, right? Where it's like, you know, they're meant to, they're destined to be together. They're they're kind of like meant to, uh, to be together. These like star-crossed lovers or whatever characters that that are meant to just be together, but for whatever circumstances they can't do it. Uh, this definitely had vibes of that, and I kind of hope that they play on that a little bit. Uh, in the future. Dude, do you remember, uh, Jeff, do you remember freaking, um, what was that show with Idris Elba? Luke, uh, no, not Luke. Luther. Luther. Oh, yeah, Luther. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, like, I can see Sylvie coming back and manifesting herself like the, the, the girl in Luther. Oh, yeah. hmm Yeah, like, I can see her just kind of being an agent of chaos moving forward. What was her you name? Know? Lucy, right? Or something like that? Lucy. I think that's where her name was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. <clears throat> I, I think that's what I think that was her name. But yeah, um, I, well, well, yes, I see what, exactly what you're saying, and I and and I see that being that way. But I hope it's not. <laughs> but I hope I hope we could find happiness. But yeah, I could totally see that because you know I wish the same thing on Luther too. I was like, 
I would I wouldn't mind for him to like settle down with 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 uh that character herself cuz she was crazy. But uh yeah, man, I yeah, and and I'm with, I think I've been saying this too. I'm with uh Uno too is that like Loki's been great. It's been good and it and this ending, like I said, I love the ending the 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 like sort of like the transformation of Loki from anti-hero to full-blown hero. Um <clears throat> what the Jonathan Majors character is going to open up pretty much Kang and then um how the how the the universe like the timeline just kind of broke out right all these branches so we know we're gonna like see all these things happening there's a, there was a meme going around like pictures of like Doctor Strange all upset because he's like damn I have to fix all this like he's gonna have to <laughs> and Multiverse of Madness is like he's the one that's gonna end up trying to fix it all or something you know so I, I liked all that but I think Uno's right is that there was something special about WandaVision that it was like sort of like that lightning in a bottle kind of thing, right? Where nobody was expecting what we got with WandaVision. I think that was what made it special. No expectations on it, right? And plus, I mean, the performances were amazing too. Um, so, so yeah, I thought that was, you know, I, I thought I, I thought WandaVision was in that respect a little bit better. But I still enjoyed Loki. I thought, you know, nothing's going to be croaky for me, so... <laughs> Yeah, it makes yeah. me excited for these movies, right? Uh, Multiverse of Madness, what we know about Spider-Man No Way Home with, you know, the other... We know that Alfred Molina's coming back as Doc Ock. Uh, Willem Dafoe is coming back as the, the, the Goblin. We got uh, Jamie uh, Foxx as Electro. I mean, we're getting... I think it looks like we're getting the Sinister Six pretty much. Except I don't know if I want Paul Giamatti as Rhino. I'm hoping we get somebody else for that. But... Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see <laughs> yeah, all these other characters just come together, all these other movies opening up these doors. So, I don't know. I was I really thought that we were going to get a trailer for like a full second trailer for the Eternals or one of the other shows. Usually that happens like after you get a Disney Plus show end, you get a trailer for something. So, I was Maybe hoping tomorrow, dude. Yeah, I know, that's true. Maybe tomorrow we'll oh, get Friday. something. Well, uh one thing that I was going to say is that um, these shows have all just been so unique, and I'm kind of glad that they're all kind of focusing on different areas of, like, MCU mythology and lore, and it's not just all, like, rock'em, sock'em all the time, right? Like, action, 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 action. But it's like what Uno was saying, like, there's moments where this was kind of heady, and they were talking about, you know, time and free will and chaos and all that stuff with Loki, but then, like, WandaVision told this, like, very genuine story about grief and loss and love and family, and then, you know, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier kind of touched on a lot of, like, political issues, too, and just kind of what it, like, justice and injustices and all that sort of thing, so I love that, like, Marvel's taking all of these different shows and doing a lot of different things with them, as opposed to just giving us, like, you know, the, the same thing, just kind of regurgitated in a lot of different ways, uh, they're all very unique, but they're all kind of seems like heading to like one like apex, right? Like one direction, uh, which is pretty cool. The fact that they're using these Disney Plus shows to kind of set that up, uh, so that's pretty awesome. I, I I love that freaking MCU, dude. Is this a juggernaut at this point, dude? Can we just it's mention loving juggernaut? Can we just mention real quick how much of a boss Don Cheadle is? Yeah, just Don, randomly gets an Emmy nomination just because just he does. he had like six lines. He was in he was in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier for like no joke, like what six minutes or something. Like he, he was in it just to give like a couple lines, dude, and gets nominated for an Emmy for best guest actor in a drama. It's like dang, dude, that's crazy. That's that dope, dude. Don Tito's a boss. Because he told them if they did it, he turned him into a tree. That's right. Freaking, freaking uh, <laughs> Captain Planet. Captain Planet, dude. If you haven't seen Captain Pla- uh, Don Tito's Captain Planet, do yourself a favor and go and watch that right now. <laughs> like right <laughs> it's now. It's the best thing you'll ever see. All right, it's time for Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week. Uh, this is where we pick our favorite, uh, no, I shouldn't say favorite, our a movie that we recommend you guys watch, either a movie, TV show, uh, even a podcast, music, anything that's streaming or anything where you can find somewhere. And um, 
you know, we just we'll tell you guys where to find it, where to watch it, and we pretty much guarantee you'll enjoy it. So there you go. So uh, I'll start things off. I don't know if you guys have a pick of the week, but I got something I want to recommend. HBO Max. That's it. I recommend HBO Max. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. The whole thing. No, 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 guys. On HBO Max, we got a movie by Steven Soderbergh called Sudden Move, which ha- actually stars yeah. Don Cheadle. And not just Don Tito, but also, um, oh, shoot, I forgot his name. What's that fool's name? Benicio uh, Yes, thank you, Benicio Del Toro. Yes. You even have David Harbour in this movie, too. Yeah. So. Dang, and a fat Brendan Fraser. Dude, when Shut Brendan up. Fraser showed up, I was like, I felt so sad, bro. <laughs> I felt sad. It felt sadness, bro. I saw him, and I was like, oh, no. This is the guy that's beating up on mummies. Now he's like, exactly. now he's eating them. Now he's like eating mummies, bro. I don't know, but <laughs> that fool like that fool like crazy, bro. That fool looked like croaky. I don't know, dude. Like it was crazy, dude. I was like, why? <laughs> but anyways, I I, feel, I I just felt sadness pour over me when I saw him. But dude, but he was auditioning for the part of Mojo in dude, the MCU, dude. That's he's, he makes part it, of what. He just looked like Mojo. Oh. <laughs> Dude, he, bro, uh, the movie Sudden Sudden Move on um, HBO Max is actually very entertaining. And the funny part is that it's actually surrounded around some actual history within the motor uh, industry in Detroit. So it's it's pretty crazy. Like, there's actual story to it. But this is like a behind the scene of what was going on behind all of that. But it's your typical sort of gangster type movie. Uh, it was great, man. Don Tito, of course, dude, he's freaking awesome in this, bro. Don Tito is dope. Um, but the the movie itself is great. It's actually uh, a very good movie. Um, the, uh, yeah, Benicio del Toro. I'm trying to think of this. Uh, John Hamm. There you go. John Hamm is in this movie too. And uh, yeah, yeah, dude. So it's it's great. I recommend it. You guys should watch it. It's called Sudden Move on HBO Max. It's streaming now. Uh, and uh, I think you will go ahead and, and enjoy it. So, Uno, do you have a uh, pick of the week this week? It's okay if you Yes, don't. yes, I do. Um, I'm going to go for a show that I've actually recommended before, and I'm bringing it up again because we are just a couple weeks out from season two coming back. But ladies and gentlemen, I told you, I told you, see, on Apple TV, was one of my favorite shows really good and uh fast forward all this stuff season two is coming in five weeks five weeks um so if you want to see some muscular goodness of dave bautista and jason momoa going at it dude uh get yourself ready by watching season one of c on apple tv it's an incredible show i love it I give it a gold medal. Guys, have you seen it? Because I've been advocating for it forever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's crazy, bro. Gold, it's, gold medal? It's on the, it's, I want to say on the lower end of the gold ah, medal, but it's gold medal, bro. But it's gold medal. I, I think the, the, the fighting <laughs> scenes are so it, creative, bro. Like, they're like, you know, they're blind, but damn, dude. They're like, fight, dude. like, it's just crazy. I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, I, I like I like how they do little things to build the world, like little things to kind of explain the world. Like, for example, when they come out of their huts, there's strings that they reach mm-hmm. out to and then they walk somewhere bit following that string. Right. Like yeah. little things mm-hmm. like that, I feel like are really great details. But anyway, see the season one on Apple TV um, and Jason Momoa, uh, dude, you got to you got to give the Jason Momoa is pretty awesome in this team. Really great. Dude. Yeah, it's like exactly. Jason Momoa's best performance. I think so, too. Uh, period. Period. <laughs> Just better than anything he's done. I like it. Um, and uh, yeah, so check it out. And season two is coming in five weeks. You know, I love that they're hooking that dude up with some like samurai armor in this new season. Oh, yeah. Looking good, bro. And Dave Bautista looks pretty dope too. And the fact that he's isn't he like a brother or half brother? Like they mentioned in yeah, the trailer. Brother. Brother. Yeah, dude, that's gonna like dang. Hey, that fool was like Vin Diesel. I can't let you have. Another buff brother, dude. I need to get into this action. Family. Yeah. Familia. You're not the yeah. only one with a brother in wrestling. That's right. 
Have you seen all those family memes? Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's freaking hilarious, bro. It's freaking hilarious. Yeah, dude. my favorite one's when he, like, they, they Photoshop him into the into the Battle of Coruscant, and he's like, it doesn't make sense. You don't need sense when you have family. Family. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, bro. That's dope. Yeah, it's hilarious, too. You can have any beer you want as long as it's a Corona. (laughs) Jay, do you have a a pick of the week? Yeah, so there's actually a movie on uh, Netflix that's called... I know it's... it's, Don't kill me for the name, but I think the movie's going to be pretty cool. It's called Gunpowder Milkshake. I don't know if you guys have seen any of the trailers for this. Uh, It stars Karen Gillian... Jillian? I don't know how you say your last name. Nebula. Uh, X-Files? No, that's... Uh, it sounds familiar. Isn't it uh, Jillian? Jillian. J- no, no, that's uh, someone else. Is oh, yeah, it? Jillian Anderson, sorry. Jillian Anderson. There you go. Yeah, see? There you go. There you go. Uh, Karen Gillian is uh, Nebula. Because we're, oh, yeah, yeah. we're wondering. Uh, but I think it also stars Cersei in this bad boy. Lena Headey. Uh, Headley, yeah, as yeah. her mom. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's it's an action movie, and it looks like it's in the vein of not to say that it is, but like the action is kind of very close to like John Wickish, I guess. Wait, is it out uh, already? Comparisons, or is it out this weekend? It, yeah, it came out the fourteenth. Oh shoot, I gotta watch it, dude. That, Cause that looked, it yeah, looked great. Yeah, yeah, so it looks it looks really good. It's it's just action packed. Uh, and again, I think because I'm say I said it once and I'll say it again. But the future is female, and this one is led by a lot of incredible female actors. Uh, so, like I mentioned, I have Karen Gillian as uh, is it Vivica name? Vivica Fox in there, something like that, or something? Am I? Confused? Yeah, Gina. Uh, what's her name? Uh, she... Carla Giancarlo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, has her? I think it has Michelle Yeoh in this. Yeah, yeah, too. Michelle Yeoh too. Um, so yeah, has a lot of incredible strong female characters in this, which I love. Um, so this is the, I think very important for us to watch. If you guys don't want to watch that, there's one other thing that I want to do, and I'm kind of riding the train that Uno is doing to a show that I've advocated for in the past is uh, Ted Lasso. If you guys haven't seen that on Apple TV Plus, it is fantastic. And the new season is coming out on July 23rd. So if you guys want to binge all of Ted Lasso season one, I would recommend that to you uh, to watch that. It's incredible. I love them. I love that show. Uh, I love Jason Sudeikis in that his like enthusiasm is just so infectious. And it's kind of like kooky and weird and excessive sometimes. But it's like, again, infectious in the same way. And you just like watch him on screen being happy and it kind of makes you happy too so mm. it's pretty dope so those would be my two recommendations or my two picks would be gunpowder milkshake and ted lasso so there you go guys those are our pick of the week i think i have to change the picks of the week but uh that's our pick of the week so uh i hope you guys will enjoy check it out if you guys want to let us know if you guys enjoy it go hit us up on our social media pages at the Wait, wait, what? At the beta report, dude, I was doing so well that I was gonna mess this. <laughs> mess that up. So close, so close. At the beta report, check us out on our Facebook or our um, Instagram. So we'd love to hear from you guys. Don't forget to check out our website for all the prior episodes, uh, the, all the older archived episodes, everything from pepino farmers to cats and everything you find back in our older episodes. So go ahead and check that out until next week we'll have some more stuff to talk about more stuff to waste your time on as long as you come back and join us so for the beta report this is the con that's it no one else this is Uno (laughs) you guys uh, are too much until next week guys thank you so much we'll see you bye hey take care got all the ones you love Thank you.